What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. On today's show, we preview the Mississippi State Bulldogs heading into the 2023 season. We catch up with Bulldogs quarterback Will Rogers, find out how different this offense will look moving away from the air raid. Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college. They will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available on all, uh, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, today we are going to jump into it, previewing the Mississippi State Bulldogs as Zach Arnett takes over for Mike Leach, who of course unfortunately passed away on the backstretch of last season. And let's get into what Zach Arnett and team are going to have this year. As we look at it, Arnett takes over for Mike Leach, of course passed away at age 61 Arnett had been the team's defensive coordinator the last few years since 2020 and helps has helped this program uh, move forward. You know, it was kind of one of those things where they did a little search and they realized, look, Arnett's probably the best guy to keep this momentum going. And, you know, a young guy that was going to be a head coach anyway. And so they were able to keep the 2023 recruiting class together for the most part. Only lost one commitment in December. He signed two uh, top 300 ESPN prospects, including quarterback Chris Parson. And his coaches, they dived into the transfer portal, added some really good players, including some corners, Christopher Keyes from Indiana, Kamari Rogers from Miami, Rodarius Jones from LSU, added a couple of tight ends who played in the college football playoff, Georgia's Ryland Goad and uh, TCU's Jacorius Spivey. And, of course, they're putting together a really good recruiting class already for next year. So, look, Zach Garnett has done everything he was supposed to do so far. But to me, the big question with Mississippi State going into this year is, what is this offense going to look like? We know Will Rogers is back for another season. Led the Bulldogs to a 9-4 and record last year. A win in the ReliaQuest Bowl. And, look, his year last year, at least production-wise, a little bit down. Uh, The passing yards were down, fewer passing attempts in his junior season. But this year, he brings, it's a senior year, but he brings a lot of savviness. And when you run through the stats, only three quarterbacks returning this year have multiple seasons of 65% completions with 30 touchdowns and 10 or few turnovers. It's Frank Harris, Grayson McCall, and Will Rogers. Only six quarterbacks returning for this year posted 30 passing touchdowns, 10 or fewer interceptions, 3,000 passing yards, and 65% completions. Will Rogers is one of them. He's got above above average accuracy. Like we said, ball placement is very good. Um, you know, anywhere from 65 to 70% completion percentage. The big questions with him is pocket awareness and his limited mobility. How are they going to look with Kevin Barbe taking over as the offensive coordinator? Of course, we know they're going to move away from that Mike Leach air raid. K- 
can Will Rogers show enough mobility to keep plays alive? And here's where I think the big factor is going to come for Mississippi State. It's their run game. And Jaquavius Marks, he's back. 113 carries last year for almost 600 yards, nine rushing touchdowns. To me, when you look at that backfield, Simeon Price back there, they did bring in uh, Jeffrey Pittman as well, uh, community college transfer. But I think Jaquavius Marks is set for a big year. Like, we talk all offseason about Alabama wanting to, get, wanting to get back to dominant run, run team and, you know, aggressive defense. I think Mississippi State is going to be that team that be a little bit more balanced this year. Sure, you want to throw it. And when you have a Will Rogers back there with wide receivers, you know, Jaden Wally is back. Rufus Harvey, Justin Robinson, uh, Tulu Griffin. I mean, they got weapons everywhere. They brought in some transfers and, and a couple freshmen, but as you hear in our interview with Will Rogers, you know, he brings up, look, we've got guys on this roster that were just kind of stuck down the depth chart that are ready to explode. They're ready to step up and, and shine in the spotlight. Offensive line will be interesting. Nick Jones, Percy Lewis, um, Quatrevis Johnson. you got a lot of seniors there. Cole Smith, Stephen Lasoya. I mean, uh, this might be the most senior-laden offensive line in the entire SEC. And if they can run block and pass protect, I think uh, I think Mississippi State's going to be a dangerous, dangerous team offensively. Now, ESPN, they put up an article where they kind of ranked all their quarterbacks in tiers. They have Will Rogers in their fourth tier. They call it very good very good inconsistently. And they, other guys they put in this category, Jackson Dart from Ole Miss and Spencer Rattler from South Carolina. But I would say Will Rogers is a step ahead of those guys. Um, just with what he brings to the team. being is For starting for so many years like he has. You know, this will be his fourth, fourth year as a starter in Starkville. I think he can have a very, very productive year. Now, defensively, Zach Arnett is going to have this group way more aggressive. Matt Brock uh, is the new defensive coordinator. He's been at State for the past three years working hand-in-hand with Arnett. So those guys will continue to do that. Arnett's regarded as one of the brightest young defensive minds. So what do they bring in defensively? Well, Jaden Crumity is back on that D-line. He's a beast. Has been for the last four seasons. Uh, Calvin Dinkins is a name to watch on that D-line. Matt Brock said we may see more four-down linemen this year than three-down linemen for State. So that will be something interesting to keep an eye on. Um, As far as the secondary goes, Marcus Banks is back in the secondary. Came over from Alabama a year ago. If if they can get guys like the Camry and Richardson, uh, Furge, Nicholson, Kamari Rogers, if they can get those guys going, I think think the secondary could be very, very dangerous. Um, Defensive... You know, safety-wise, Jacoby Albert was playing more field safety as the spring went along. Christopher Keyes, who we mentioned, probably going to be more that boundary safety. But the headliners of the defense are the linebackers. Jet Johnson and Nathaniel Watson, or Bookie as they call him, they're both back. They had each had over 100 tackles last season. Watson had six sacks and an interception to go with it. You got to know where number 14 and number 44 are on, uh, on every play if you're playing Mississippi State. Uh, J.P. Purvis and John Lewis, they're competing for that Sam spot. I love what I saw from John Lewis in the spring game. So I like this bunch, man. I think Mississippi State 
you know, if you're not talking about worrying about Mississippi State, uh, their defense and their offense this year, I think you're overlooking them. And they're going to sneak up on somebody. They're going to surprise some people, win some games maybe they're uh, not expected to. And, uh, man, Mississippi State could be that team. You know, can they get to 10 wins this year? Can they do what Tennessee did a year ago? Schedule's tough. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But nonetheless, um, if you're not at least considering Zach Arnett's group in uh, competing for the SEC West in the final year of the East and West divisions, you need to rethink what you're uh, doing there. But thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our conversation with Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers. That's coming your way in just a second. First, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Look, Bird Dogs continue to do what they do. They're making you look good. They're stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you that truly sculpted look. It's hot out, guys. You're going to be getting ready for tailgating season when the football season rolls around, which you know it'll be here very soon. You want to look good and feel good, and Bird Dogs is making you feel that way. We got our own pair of, uh, of Bird Dogs in a couple weeks ago. And let me tell you, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs has that cloud-knit fabric. It's just like khaki, but it stretches so you get the way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. I'm telling you, go to BirdDogs.com right now. Uh, and make sure you do BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's going to get you the free Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Again, that's BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnCollege. Get that free Yeti-style tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnCollege. All right, roll along here at Locked On SEC. We're kind of continuing our uh, season preview and uh, mixing in some of our interviews that we got last week at the um, Manning Passing Academy over in Thibodeau, Louisiana. And one of the guys that we caught up with a year ago there, and we were able to catch up with him again this year, well, one of our fun uh, interviews, uh, love to talk to Will Rogers, Mississippi State quarterback. Like we talked about, think he's uh, poised for an interesting year with Kevin Barbe coming in. Very different offense, switching from the air raid uh, to a more traditional style offense with Kevin Barbe taking over. But we talk all about that with Will Rogers. And uh, again, courtesy of the Manning Passing Academy down there working as a counselor. Yet again, here was our interview with Will Rogers. Good to catch up with uh, Will Rogers here once again at the Manning Passing Academy. You were here last year. Are you like the, the savvy vet now out here among all the quarterbacks? Yeah, I guess so. It's my third year being here, so I guess I have to guess I have to lead some of these other guys around now. What's, what's the most fun part about getting a coach, I guess? Uh, I mean, just being out there with some of the kids. You know, uh, as a kid, you know your dream is to play college football. You know, that's everybody's dream as a, as a young kid. So to be in the shoes that we're in now and being able to give back to that generation and those kids is pretty cool. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, year. Obviously, uh, everybody knows what happened last year with Coach Leach, and obviously awful, but turning the page now to Coach Arnett, and, and obviously a new system with Kevin Barbe taking over. What's what's the biggest difference kind of going from the air raid to what Coach Barbe's running now? I mean, probably just like personnel and, um, you know, just the way we call things and things like, things of that nature. Uh, some of the same concepts, but, you know, uh, getting into 11, 12, uh, you know, more pro-style system. But, you know, it's been really good. It's, uh, it's been really beneficial for me, uh, and not just for me, the whole offense uh, as a whole. So, you know, we're really looking forward to it. What's been the biggest adjustment for you personally? 
Uh, probably just like the terminology, like I was saying, you know. I mean, Coach Leach's offense was pretty pretty simple, you know, a lot of one-word things. But, you know, it's a lot of uh, West Coast terms now, so a lot of pro-style terms. So it can, be a, it can be a mouthful to get a play out now. You, you guys lost some wide receivers. You bring a few guys back. You have some new faces. What was it like kind of adjusting with some of the new guys in the spring? Uh, I mean, we have some new guys, but, you know, I think we have a lot of young guys in our program who didn't play as much last year who are going to be uh, some key contributors this year. Obviously, Tulu Griffin, what he can do in the return game, and then he'll be moving inside in the slot position. So uh, I think he's gonna, I think he's bound for a good year. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but with his speed and his playmaking, playmaking ability, uh, you know, we got to find ways to get him the ball. Yeah, I was going through my notes knowing I was going to talk with you today, my notes from the spring game, and, man, like – End of rounds, get that dude out in space, right? Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get him the ball, uh, you know, something bound is good to happen for the offense. So, you know, that's kind of our goal right now is just to find ways to get our best players the ball and get them the ball in space. I think with Mississippi State, everybody was so used to seeing the, the air raid and the, and the big passing attack, but it seems like, at least it sounds like, you guys want to run the football a lot more, be more balanced, and maybe this defense might be a little bit more aggressive, suffocating this year. Is that kind of what you saw in the spring? Oh, I, mean, I think our defense has been like that in general. Uh, you know, they they haven't changed their scheme up a whole lot. Maybe maybe calling more blitzes and some more uh, aggressive blitzes and things like that. But they they're always be the same as they have been for the past three years. And even the history of uh, Mississippi State defensive players, um, you know, offensively, we you know we we do want to run the ball more, but we also want to we want to play even games. You know, we're not we don't want to run the ball into seven man boxes and things like that. Uh, so you can expect a lot, a lot of, a lot of RPOs, a lot of second-level reads, and things like that. So um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Everybody, obviously, look, you've been among the league, you know, college football leaders in passing yards every year. If those numbers come down, though, that's not a bad thing, right? Because it could mean y'all are more balanced, more running, and that sort of thing, right? Oh, I mean, I really don't necessarily care about the numbers and things like that. You know, at the end of the day, I just want to win. That's all really I care about. Um, so, you know, if I throw for 100 yards and we win or if I throw for 400 yards and we win, I think I've done my job. Give me a thought on Coach Arnett transitioning to head coach. What do you what do you like about him so far? I think he does a really good job. You know, he's real. He connects with the players uh, a whole lot. Uh, and then the main thing about him is he's just he's a guy that wants to win. You know, he doesn't care about the flash, the outside media, um, maybe some of the fluff that comes along with college football. He doesn't really care about that a whole lot. Uh, he's in it for the winning business, and, uh, you know, I can respect that. So uh, I like Coach Arnett. I like how aggressive he is uh, as a coach, and uh, I think that rubs off on the team as a whole. One more thought on Coach Barbet. Do you feel like, I mean, is it more taking snaps under center, more pro style, and is that something that, you know, you think maybe can help you heading towards the next level, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I was talking to Drake May, and I was telling him, you know, at some point we're going to have to make the change from the – the air raid stuff and things like that and get into some of the, the pro style under center play action. So, you know, I, I was just kind of thankful that, um, you know, Coach Barbe's kind of introduced us to that. Uh, I think it's going to help me and uh, only help me for years to come, hopefully, at the next level. So, When Will Rogers is not playing football, uh, what, what are you doing in your, in your free time? Uh, Man, if, if it's hunting season, I'll probably be hunting, hunting or hanging out with my family and maybe play a little golf. So that's about it, though. You're not an – everybody's always like Netflix and streaming stuff. You're not that kind of guy? Nah, I like being outside. I like being outside. Yeah, let's go do something. I don't want to sit around all day. So, it, it, 
with this going into your uh, you know senior season here at uh, in Starkville, is there one thing that you like? You know, one great memory your time in Starkville. It's going to stand out throughout all the years. Uh, I mean, I think I just uh, the whole experience as a whole. I don't know if there's one specific thing that really sticks out. You know, just the relationships that I've built, um, you know, on and off the field. But ultimately, uh, the thing that I remember the most is just my teammates, uh, especially the guys that have been there with me for four years. Uh, you know, the Jet Johnson, Nathaniel Watson, uh, Woody Marks, all those guys, Tulu Griffin. Uh, all those guys that have been there for this will be our fourth year playing together. Uh, you know, just the relationships that we've built, uh, it's pretty special. So, Give me a guy offensively or defensively that maybe isn't grabbing the headlines, but is a guy that we need to keep an, our, our eye on this year. Uh, I say offensively, I think Xavion Thomas is ready for a breakout year. He obviously had some punt returns last year. He returned the punt against Georgia, but I think he's really – uh, ready for a breakout year uh, at our Z receiver spot. So, uh, and then defensively, uh, I think Marcus Banks uh, play our little nickel corner, slot corner, uh, in our three-three-five defense. I think he's, I think he's uh, ready for a breakout year as well. You know, he's he's been in college a long while, transferred from Alabama uh, a year ago, but you know, I think he does a lot of good things, and he's really, really smart uh, defensively. Last thing for you, Will. What do you make of uh, the, the your schedule this year? And look, you're kind of out here with some of these SEC guys. I saw you with Joe Milton, and you know some. You got some SEC collection out here. But what do you make of how the schedule sets up for you guys? Oh, I mean, you're gonna play the. You get the gauntlet of the SEC West every year, so you're not gonna dodge that. But obviously, you go to South Carolina week four, or whatever it is. So. Um, you know, the, the thing about the ACC is I think good teams are able to beat, upset some teams at home. But, you know, great teams can go on the road and can play with anybody as well. So uh, it'll be a challenge for sure. But, you know, the thing that I've learned about playing in the league is you have to take it one week at a time. You know, you can't look ahead because, uh, you know, you're, you're capable of being beat every single week. Well, great stuff, man. Thanks for the time. Sir, thank you. Have a good one. That again, Mississippi State quarterback, Will Rogers. We really appreciate him uh, taking some time out with us, and uh, here's hoping he is poised for a big year. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll uh, put a crown on our Mississippi State preview. What is realistic for their schedule coming into the season? We'll discuss that next. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, doing our season preview going around the conference. And today we are doing Mississippi State. And so I want to run through a little bit of State's schedule and find out what is doable for the Bulldogs this year. What is realistic? So let's uh, let's dive into it as we look at Mississippi State and their 2023 schedule. And here's where we start. They open with Southeastern Louisiana should be an easy win there. The week two game, they get Arizona. It's the return return trip. Remember last year they went and played at Arizona? This year they get Arizona coming to their house. It's already scheduled for a Saturday night game on September 9th. I think that's a game Mississippi State should win. A lot of people are high on a lot of the Pac-12 schools this year. Uh, Arizona going through a little bit of a transition, but um, – they should be a little bit better, but I think that's a game Mississippi State should win, especially in Starkville. So I like how it sets up. You get the warm-up game against Southeastern, then a game against a, a tougher opponent, Power 5 opponent in Arizona, but a game again, the start, the uh, 
Bulldogs should win in Starkville. They will be favored in that one. Now is where it starts to ramp up. Week three, you host LSU, and that one's already been picked up by ESPN as an 11 a.m. Central kickoff. Those 11 a.m. games can be very sleepy, especially for the visiting teams. We saw uh, LSU at times last year when they played some of those early games, came out sleepwalking a little bit. If Mississippi State could come out and establish early that run game, that defense, those linebackers we talked about already, you know, got to play sideline to sideline when you're playing a quarterback like Jaden Daniels, Nathaniel Watson, Jet Johnson, and whoever the Sam linebacker is going to be, have to contain Jaden Daniels. They can do that. Mississippi State has a chance to pull off an upset in week three right there. We'll say LSU pulls it out, but don't be surprised if that's one that State can win. Week four, they go to South Carolina. Again, we talked about it. That You bring Spencer Radler back. They've got a lot of weapons back. Shane Beamer's done a great job of recruiting. And you got to go on the road. It's a tough place to play in in, uh, Columbia. But Mississippi State, can they come with enough offensive firepower with Will Rogers? And like I said, the run game. Uh, that's another one that I would put at 50-50. I would say Mississippi State has a chance to win that game in, in South Carolina. Maybe what we'll do here is say they split. Maybe they either pull off the upset at home against LSU and lose to South Carolina or lose at home to LSU but go on the road and get a win at South Carolina. So we'll put them at 3-1 and one going into the final week of September. The final week of September, September 30th, they play host to Alabama. Now, it's hard to know what Alabama is going to be right now because we don't know who their quarterback is. So it's a little difficult. But we know the Vegas betting odds, they're always going to side with Nick Saban. And so you think that's one that, obviously, Alabama is going to be favored in. Can Mississippi State finally do it? Look, they've had so many years where they've been, you know, like undefeated or one loss going into the Alabama game, and they just – you know, get it handed to him like last year. The offense with Will Rogers and company can only score six points. They get, you know, beat down 30-6. to six. But, look, Nick Saban and Alabama were so good at containing the Mike Leach air raid. This is a different offense. What does Kevin Barbade bring to the table? Mississippi State, can they keep it close with Alabama? I don't think they'll win, but I think they can keep this one close. Maybe have a chance late, but uh, we'll give them a loss there. We'll say they are 3-2. and two. Uh, The next week, October 7th, they host Western Michigan. That's a win. Move to 4-2. The next two weeks, are, or you get a bye week, and then October 21st and October 28th on the road at Arkansas and then at Auburn. Again, Arkansas doing a good job with K.J. Jefferson back, Sam Pittman trying to keep that momentum going. And then the week after, Hugh Freeze, year one at Auburn, but... Never easy to go on the road at Auburn. We don't know if those will be day games or night games. But let's just say for argument's sake, Mississippi State splits those. Let's say they pull off a win either at Arkansas or at Auburn. That puts them at 5-3 and three heading into November. November 4th, they keep the quote-unquote rivalry game going with Kentucky. I think that's one Mississippi State has to win at home. Although we do know Kentucky will be a little bit improved with Devin Leary and offense coordinator Liam Cohen back. 
That'll be one Kentucky is expecting to win, but that should be a good quarterback battle between Will Rogers and Devin Leary that night. Again, right now, just kind of handicapping it. We'll say it's a 50-50 game. Maybe we give the Bulldogs the edge being at home in Starkville. So we'll give them a win there. That gets them to 6-3. and three. November 11th, got to go to A&M. Kyle Field is never an easy place to play. And although, you know, we don't know if this thing is going to blow up between Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher, it's a tough place to play. So we'll give the Aggies a win there. That puts Mississippi State at 6-4 and four so far in our metrics. Uh, Saturday, November 18th, they will play a morning game against Southern Miss. That one already decided as an 11 a.m. Central game. Southern Miss, a, a decent opponent, but that's one Mississippi State has to win. So that we'll have them at 7-4. and four. And then, of course, the Egg Bowl Thursday night, Thanksgiving, against Ole Miss. It's in Starkville, 6.30 Central kick on ESPN. I usually just always side with the home team here. We saw Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss collapse down the backstretch of last season. So we'll give the Bulldogs a victory in that one. So eight and four, I would say that is a pretty strong year one for Zach Arnett and crew. If they can go win their bowl game like they did a year ago and rely Quest Bowl, that'll give them to nine and four. And basically exactly what Mike Leach did a year ago. They're building some momentum, putting together a good recruiting class for next year. Um, I think that would be a heck of a year for Mississippi State. So we'll put them at nine and four, or eight and four rather, as our regular season prediction, but as you saw, there's some toss-up games in there, and if things, you know, things don't sway their way, um, you know, you could lose, you could lose three straight right out of the gates in SEC play. At home against LSU, at South Carolina, and home against Bama, you could go on that Arkansas road trip, over in the SEC, lose that one, lose at Auburn. So things could go south for Mississippi State, and they could be just fighting to go six and six and get to a bowl game. We'll see what happens, but there's our prediction, 8-4 for Mississippi State. We'll see what Zach Arnett's crew does in year one. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Check us out tomorrow as we'll continue to go around the conference, uh, previewing different teams. And again, shout out to Will Rogers for joining us at the Manning Passing Academy. Always appreciate conversation with him, talking all things football. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. Again, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC. Subscribe and check us out wherever you get your podcast. And shout out to our everydayers. Keep coming back every day.